Hello and welcome. We're Safe Sport International, a global charity dedicated to empowering children and adults to experience sport in an inclusive and safe environment. We are passionate and experienced global safeguarding leaders with a vision to end all forms of non-accidental violence, abuse and exploitation in sport. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is Marcella Leonard. I'm one of the Safe Sport International Associates and I'm with Kat Craig for the second of our podcast today. And I'm absolutely delighted again to have Kat join me because today we're going to further get into the conversation about advocacy. And today what we're going to take a look at is firstly, what are the challenges for individuals and groups in developing their confidence in advocacy? As a social worker, and specialising in safeguarding, what I'm very clear about is that people can, unfortunately, when they hit a barrier or a hurdle in trying to make change, unfortunately, they don't always have that, um, I suppose, strength and, and support and encouragement to be able to keep going. And what I know is that developing an advocacy approach can be very difficult. So what we're hoping in this podcast today is that through conversation with Kat and myself, we will have uh, identify some of those challenges for developing advocacy approach for individuals and groups. And therefore, when you come across them, hopefully it will give you the strength to go, yes, I knew how this might happen and it will give you the further encouragement to move forward. So we're going to have a conversation about what are the challenges and how to best meet those challenges when you come up against them. So delighted to have the conversation again with you today, Kat. Thank you so much for inviting me back. I'm delighted to speak on this topic and learn from you because I think it's it's so important. I think you're absolutely right that being prepared and having some of these tools in your back pocket can really help when you hit the occasional stumbling block. And we know that making change is difficult. We talked in the last session about how it is about challenging power dynamics. And and that can be a real uphill struggle. So the first challenge I think individuals and groups often face to pick up on our conversation from last time is a really significant emotional toll. Uh, And I think it's just worth coming into the conversation, acknowledging that from a lot of different perspectives. Um, And part of that emotional toll comes from the passion that we feel in trying to change issues. We talked last time about the importance of authenticity and that authenticity often in my experience comes when people have themselves suffered harm and abuse or people that they love have or people close to them have suffered harm and abuse. And that makes them wonderful, passionate advocates for change. Um, and their experience is a critical piece in the puzzle for building solutions but it means that you are constantly being asked to revisit some of the most challenging times of your life so that takes an emotional toll even if you're not working on a topic that you yourself have been personally affected by sitting in other people's suffering being around people who share those really important learning opportunities by by sharing their experiences is of course upsetting those of us who have you know empathetic um feelings towards others you see someone and you hear stories about the suffering that they've gone through, that's that's a sad moment. So these things can all uh, take an emotional toll. And I think some of the other challenges that perhaps we don't always foresee is, for me, one of the most 
honestly one of the most difficult things, and I consider myself an activist and an advocate as well as a lawyer, um, is being confronted sometimes with people's willful ignorance. Mm -hmm. So when people didn't know that there was a problem and you tell them about the problem and they go, oh my goodness, that's awful, how can we help? That's quite a constructive process. But when you look people in the whites of their eyes and you think, actually, you knew very well that this was going on, you knew this harm was being caused, I find that quite difficult. Or they know it and there's then a willful inaction or just a dragging, institutional dragging of the feet. Um, so all of these things, I think, are, are really challenging. And it's really important that um, we acknowledge them and and we acknowledge them among ourselves and we create support among our team that when when it's starting to take its toll, that we go, aha, this is what this is. This is a difficult job, right? So you are feeling upset or you are feeling unhappy because you are being asked to fulfill a really difficult task. And it is okay that you are feeling um, unhappy about it and that you're feeling uncomfortable and that you're feeling angry or sad. All of those emotions are valid emotions. Um, and they come as part of the reality of putting yourself out there. It means that sometimes you won't be acknowledged. Sometimes you won't be believed. Sometimes you'll experience a backlash or a gaslighting from an institution or a community. And we have to support each other through that. So, so I think that's one of the biggest challenges that, that we face and must support each other through. Do you know what, Kat? I think it's so important that you've raised that because I think particularly when you've been harmed and you've been a victim um, of abuse of some sort, that I think the key thing is certainly myself as a, as a, you know, I'm a social worker, but I'm also a therapist who works with persons who have suffered trauma. And the, the issue is, is that when we then try to challenge people, so many of the feelings that potentially the abuser had had over in terms of that sense of, of, of power imbalance, that sense of nobody listening, that sense of, of feeling of, of feeling sort of that I can't make change, that I can that my voice won't be heard. And therefore, I suppose what's really important, as you're saying, is that how that when we start to make try to make change is that that those feelings that as a victim at that time can actually come back again and that sense of powerlessness so what you're you know really important what you're saying is that firstly being aware that we we can be sent back to a really bad place again as victims and as victims being really clear about that actually it's it it will potentially engender some of those thoughts again and feelings again because yet again, we feel as if our voice is not being heard or yet again, we feel somebody else is having a power say over you know, your future or, or what's happening to you. So I think the key thing is what you're saying is recognizing that firstly, particularly that willful ignorance and willful inaction you talked about can create real sense of feeling of, of, of powerlessness. And with that can potentially, potentially re-trigger some thoughts of whenever that person was a victim. So what I'm hearing really from you is absolutely critical. Um, picking up on what you said at the last podcast is that advocacy is about a team sport. And that you need to have a team of people around you, you know, support networks, somebody to talk to, somebody to be able to go, look, you know, I raised that issue that you said, and, um, you know, I got confident, I spoke to that person, but they they said this, it's making me feel like this, so that somebody who can then, I suppose, help you to sort of think, actually, I can see and understand why it's made you feel like that again, but Let's regroup here. Let's see what way we can go back and go through this again. Let's see another way of doing this. 
So really hearing from you that sense of that it can really bring up feelings again, emotions, and therefore let's make sure you've got a support network around you as you start on that journey as either an individual or as a group of individuals taking forward that journey. Absolutely. I think that's critical. And and having the opportunity to step away and acknowledging when you start the journey that sometimes you might need a break. We've seen that. I've seen it in a whole load of different contexts, everything from working with victims and survivors of sexual abuse in sport, where eventually one of the organisations we work with, we just had a kind of rotating sort of sabbatical setup where we just knew that everybody had there was a shelf life for everybody's periods of advocacy and then they needed to step away and they needed to be able to step away and not answer their phone and not look at whatsapp and not be asked any kind of difficult questions i've seen it in the context of combating systemic racial injustice uh, particularly when i've been uh, working as an ally where it has been so exhausting, particularly for black people and people of color who feel that they are carrying this heavy burden and constantly trying to educate um, white people about the challenges that they face. But even recently I was working on a project um, with a group of young people trying to give them voice around the the key causes of uh, young people entering into organized crime and gang violence. And as they were going through the research, they really started to acknowledge and recognize some of the trauma and suffering that they had experienced. So all of these things are part and parcel of it. As you say, working as a team so that it's not just on your shoulders is key. And I think that speaks to probably the second greatest challenge for individuals in advocacy, which is a limited amount of resources, a limited amount of time, a limited amount of money, And importantly, a limit of the access we have on decision makers and people in power. Again, it comes back to the fact that when you are advocating for change, you are probably in a little bit of a David versus Goliath situation, right? There is a group of people or an institution that has lots of power. And as a result of that power dynamic, another group of people has been harmed. And so, you know, Often those who are advocating have less access to decision makers. And again, the teamwork here is critical uh, and it helps you tell your stories, pitch for money. One of my big pieces of advice is uh, try and articulate your cause and your, your plan early on and ask for money. I did that far too late in many occasions when I was an activist and not yet a lawyer. Sadly, when you're a lawyer, you're often it's often other people who aren't getting paid. And you know, Marcella, I have a very strong feeling about this when we ask victims and survivors to advise us on things they should they should be remunerated for their time and energy and that's something I would definitely pass on to any institutions listening please do not ask those people who are coming to you with lived experience and expertise based on that lived experience to be the only people in the room giving their advice and their expertise without being paid but those limited resources can also in the meantime be tackled by having good teams of people who can share the burden. Kat, thank you very much. I mean, that was just, um, as always, um, so much we could talk about um, and each one of those threads that we could really pick up. And and I, I know I'm going to um, have a conversation with you again in, in another podcast where we're going to take a look at um, challenges for organisations. But really, thank you for that today. What I'm hearing is for the challenges for individuals and groups, it's about recognising it will have an impact. It, it's about recognizing that you will be frustrated about not being heard, about the the resources, about being able to to get your voice heard. Therefore, it'll engender a lot of feelings and how you're going to be impacted. And therefore, 
make sure you've got support. Uh, take time out. I thought great, really good. Actually, that bit of just take time out, a bit of self-care, uh, switch off the phone, talk to some people, uh, regroup with your team of people who are there for you and making sure that, you know, taking time out doesn't mean you've given up or anything. It's about actually regenerating those batteries again to go again, maybe have a conversation about a different way of approaching things. But the key message that Kat and I are leaving with you on this podcast is as individuals and groups, please don't give up. It is a hard road, but that it's also about taking care of yourself on that road as well and reaching out to people for support when you're doing that. Thank you for listening to us today. Our vision, as we said, in Safe Sport International is about having a vision of a world without physical, sexual, psychological abuse, neglect and harassment in sport. We also recognise uh, the impact of listening to these podcasts and that if you do require some support, please do go onto the website safesportinternational.com forward slash getting help where you'll find further details of some help and support nationally and internationally. And I thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Safe Sport International podcast. You can find more information about our work and resources, including details of our annual conference at safesportinternational.com. If you've been affected by any of the topics covered in this episode, you can find details of help and support at safesportinternational.com forward slash getting help. Finally, Please do help us spread the word about safeguarding in sport by leaving us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts.